Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Chunk Chat, everyone. Today we got our good friend of ours, Charlie Kelman, to uh, join us and talk about a bit of his experiences. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. And I've been really excited for this episode. All right, that was better. Thank you, Fama. That was better. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, we'll pop up his social so you can go follow him on Instagram and Twitter. But, yeah, let's get into it. In case y'all didn't know, Charlie Kelman, good friend of ours, like Judd said, um, just made a huge move to QPR. Uh, Charlie, just walk us through what went through that. I know it was a long time negotiating. Um, you had plans to go elsewhere, but uh, how do you end up at QPR and, and how are you liking it so far? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I can't take Judd seriously with that hat on, bro. Uh, <laughs> Why do you want me to take my hat off? Because <laughs> I want to see your hair. Nah, it's been a long time, um, but I feel like I needed to challenge myself and make the step up. So obviously I had other <laughs> options, but QPR was the place that I wanted to go to and feel like I'm, I'm going to progress the most of my career. That's what I like to hear. Um, so I don't know if you know, but I have a teammate here. His name's Danny Loader. And um, so he, always, he came from Reading and he talks about yeah. how hard the championship is. And he's like, I, he thinks it's honestly the hardest league in the world. You haven't played in it yet. Yeah. But do you think you could agree with that? Yeah, I think English football is just one of the hardest leagues to play in. It doesn't matter whether it's the Prem, League One, League Two. I feel like you're just playing against monsters every week. Like, it's just the very physically demanding league. Like you have games every week, like two, three games a week. So it's very demanding, but you know, very enjoyable at the same time. For those who don't know you, I know you. Obviously, we all know you. We know what you bring to the table. But like, what what are your strengths? What do you bring to the table on a team? Uh, I just like running around, and kicking a ball in the back of the net. You know, that's that's what I enjoy the most. But no, I just I play football to enjoy it. I like I like making jokes. I like making people feel better about themselves and making the team better overall. That's what I like to hear. I think Charlie's a very confident player. And I want to bring back a little story, uh, Charlie. Uh, to our to my first U twenty. Uh, it was a U eighteen camp in Kansas. Remember that uh camp, Charlie? Um. Remember you had a little beef with the coach. Could you just walk through uh, what happened <laughs> when uh, when you said, nah, just book my flight home? Uh, walk us through that. I want to hear this story again. Uh, so, obviously, he's in Kansas, so he was training. The coach told me to press a certain way. I just asked the question about it. He took it the wrong way and thought I was being um, arrogant which sometimes I can come across that way. And uh, he told me to go off the pitch, and I was kind of surprised by it. So I walked the longest and slowest I could off the pitch. And, um, yeah, I don't really want to get into it in case I get into trouble, but I just said basically book me a flight home. I, I'm not, I'm, I, did, I didn't mean to be rude, but if you're going to attack me for that reason, then I don't want to be a part of it sort of thing. But we're past that now. But yeah, it weren't, weren't the best first experience of, of the US camp. Yeah, definitely past that now. You know, Charlie um, playing at QPR now. But um, obviously, uh, British passport, US passport. 
Um, if the chance came to play with England or U.S., what are you deciding? I think the U.S. at the moment, I feel like I've got some good friends in the team. Like you guys, I like the way um, the U.S. Federation does things. Um, obviously, like, obviously, I have to earn my call-up, so hopefully I just keep working hard and, and see what the future brings. Good answer. answer. That's a great answer. I rep the U.S. Yeah, I mean, you can only rep the U.S., Tanner. I got a question. <laughs> yes, Farmer. Charlie, how was your experience with SC Dallas Academy and playing center back for him? <laughs> yeah, bro. Come a long way. You know, the best center back in this chat right now, to be fair. To be fair. But, um, to be right. fair, that's facts. <laughs> Nah, you know, everybody plays a different position, but it's just crazy thinking back now. Obviously, Judd's lucky I changed position, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just want to that, – that game, man, I, I can't ever get past that game. That uh, I'd never heard of you, Charlie, before uh, we played in that tournament. I don't remember what tournament Were it was. Were you playing for sporting? Yeah, oh, he was yeah. playing for sporting. Yeah, and I, I don't know, what, what tournament was it? It's it was like a yeah, late Bobby Ryan. It was Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan. Oh, Bobby Ryan. Yeah. yeah, see, Charlie remembers because, Charlie, this is one of his yeah, best bro. moments in his career. Uh, <laughs> I was coming for blood that day, bro. The Jesse Rodriguez turned me down for the academy, so I thought, all right. So I guess uh, the team I was playing for, they went to California to play in a tournament. So I thought, no, I'm going to guess play and I'm going to go win the tournament against FC Dallas. I think I scored like 16 goals that weekend and scored four against you. And it was the best mo- one of the best moments I've ever had. Bro, I was at the movie theater, and then in our group chat afterwards, they were like, yeah, we lost 5-2. And I was like, bruh. And the whole time, they were talking about Charlie and Gibran. The whole time. They were like, they were dirty. They were dirty. So, Bro, I remember that goal I scored. Where was it Harper? Where I'm not making yeah. him. Harper, yeah. <laughs> Rip to Harper, it's honestly. Like, what's he doing now, he's bro? He's doing football. He's doing, his, he's doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. No, but I wanted to thank you, Charlie, for that performance because because of that, I started getting a chance with the academy. Oh, really? Was it after that? It was after that I started getting – You shouldn't have told Charlie that because now Charlie's going to think he's like your dad or something. No, he deserved it anyway. I didn't know why he was playing for us. He should have been playing for the academy all along. That is kind of facts. Um, But then look what happened. You know, Judd tore his hamstring and didn't play in the final when we lost, so – you know, it was all kind of his what fault. What are you doing now, Judd? You're not, you're not doing anything. Yeah, I'm playing at SMU. College. They don't have a season right now. How's uh, – let's, I like this topic. Let's talk about, uh, about Corona. Obviously, in the U.S., we're kind of opening up a little bit more. Uh, we had a, a, a couple second waves. But how's it, how's it going in England? I've, I've heard different things. But, uh, I mean, you live there, so let us know. Yeah. It's like – so you've got different tiers at the minute. So, tier three is like – that lenient, like you can meet with people up to six people, but two is like tier two, and you're not allowed to mix households. So pretty much all of the UK right now is on tier two, so you can't obviously go and mix households. Um, so literally, like it's, you're basically self-isolating again. But obviously, er- like everyone's at work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's kind of like normal life, but I can't go to my friend's house, sort of thing. That's the only difference. What about uh, you got a girlfriend still or not? Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I don't know where I'd be without her. Oh, wow. She's from London? Charlie. Nah, she's from Essex, but she she's helping me with my apartment, so moving in and stuff. So without her, I probably yeah, wouldn't have no clean washing, nothing. Hey, this is the first time you, you're living by yourself, but like, are you living with her or how's it going? Nah, she, so she comes, she's going to come down like Wednesday and stay till Sunday. So I'm pretty much by myself for like four days of the week. Oh, she'll come every week, Wednesday through Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm only like an hour and 30 from my house. Okay. Oh, right. That's not bad. Right. What about you, John? How's, uh, how's Corona going in Portugal? It's getting worse. Uh, supposedly, I think just recently they like uh, approved a new rule where you have to wear a mask even like just walking on the street and stuff. And so, yeah, like a couple of my teammates have gotten it already. Like before our game on Saturday, uh, our right back like tested positive so he couldn't play. Um, but yeah. Nobody on your team has got it, Charlie? <clears throat> Pardon? Nobody on your team has gotten it? No, no one I know has had it or got it, no. So, Charlie, you started at uh, FC Dallas. You went on to, to go back to Europe, uh, to England, and uh, you've moved up the ranks there. You've achieved a lot. You have a lot more to achieve. But uh, what's been your goal, like, ever since FC Dallas, like, to in soccer? What's, your, what's been your goal to, like, achieve, like, playing with England, playing with the U.S., playing in Premier League, scoring goals, winning trophies? Like, what's your biggest dream or accomplishment you want to you wanna achieve? To win the World Cup. I think that's every kid's dream. World Cup or the Champions League. I know, I know it seems like a million miles away, but everyone knows like football's crazy. You know, you never know where you're going to end up. So I just keep working hard, enjoying it, and just see where that takes me. I agree, bro. So uh, how much are you getting paid? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I have to help my, help my family and, you know, give back to people that gave to me that's great it's great great guy charlie so if you ever need to come to london you've always got a place to stay so just let me know that's my boy you know hey i was still those cleats man remember back then when i was trying to get those cleats and you were trying to help me out with them bro yeah the glitches yeah the glitches bro don't don't wear them bro no no i I don't wear those no more we 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 checks over stripes Look at those babies. The Nike boys. Charlie, you with Nike, right? Yeah. Yeah, John's with Adidas, so likes. Hey. I'm a Nike too. Sometimes you gotta be different, you know? Sometimes you gotta At least be... he's got Yeezys, bro. Yeah, true. My brother's with Nike, but I had to say low to the Adidas, you know, just to mix it up. But uh I was gonna ask you something, Charlie, but I forgot. Oh, do you feel any connection towards Dallas? Like honestly. Like any connection? Yeah, I think a little bit because obviously I used to play when I was like nine, ten. I used to play there. I used to go watch them as well. So yeah, and obviously a lot of the guys are play, playing that I know. So it's just good. To, I follow them. I make sure that they're doing well. Obviously, it'd be nice if Tanner would score a goal. That'd be good. But I'll be keeping a <laughs> right. lookout for that. You right? Hey, hopefully, man. Hopefully, uh, next game, Charlie, give me a little bit of give me a prep talk like before the game. And uh, just give me some insight on how you connect with the ball so well. And then maybe I'll, I'll score, you know? 
<laughs> How do you think Southend has prepared you for this MIPTA QPR? It's a good question, to be fair. Uh, so I played in the league below the one I'm in now. And obviously, you play against good players, teams that have been in this division. And obviously, you play against players that maybe aren't so good technically, but physically are a lot bigger, stronger, because obviously, that's the attributes that they have. So I think physically, it's prepared me for men's football. I feel like playing and challenging myself physically um, has helped me a lot. But I think now at QPR, I can work on my technical side and start developing more as a footballer in a case to knowing how to use my body and 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 how to apply myself to a game. I like to hear. That's a good answer. Obviously, you balled out at Southend and had a lot of goals, a lot of clutch moments. So, you know, we're proud of you for that. Hopefully, uh, same thing can happen at QPR. Yeah, fingers crossed, bro. I think it will. I think it will. He's got the qualities for it. But, um, yeah, fam. So, we always ask, like, um, we try to define success here, obviously. And so, we just had to ask, like, do you think you've achieved success? And if you have, like, that's good. If you, if you don't think you have, and what do you have to do to achieve it? And, like, what's your definition of success, you feel? My de- definition of success is being able to see everybody that cares about me having a smile on their face. So, for me, every time that I walk out on a football pitch or I score a goal, when I see the video of my family celebrating after, that always brings me joy and that feels like I'm doing something right. But for me, I want to win things. You know, it's been a tough time at Southend, but I want to win trophies. That, that To me, that's my success in football. But my success in life has always been to make sure that everybody around me is happy. That's a good answer. That's a pretty mature Solid answer. answer. Like um, yeah, I think everyone has like an interesting take on success. That's why we kind of try to define it. But I don't think anyone has ever like incorporated their family or those that they care about, you know. And honestly, I'm going to tell a quick story. I was telling the boys. But so, like, there's no shame in this. So, ironically, Tanner was like, um, before we were talking about who to bring on, he was like, Tanner and Jed were like, um, Jed was like, oh, I want to talk to Charlie. I haven't talked to him forever. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Tanner was like, Johan, are you cool with that? Like, I know y'all are competing. And I was like, bro, honestly, like, when, when we came to camp together in September, bro, like, you knew Tommy better, you knew Tanner and Kevin better than you knew me. And I was like, I was kind of tentative, you know? But, like, as soon as I, like, got to know you more and all that, like, you're humble and, like, like you were supporting me. You were making me better each day in training. So, like, I was like, man, this guy's, this guy's a great guy. Of course, I, I would love to talk to him. So, I mean, uh, just big ups to that, bro. Like, you deserve every like, Listen, there's no competition, bro. You can play two strikers. So, how's it competition? If we work well together, we both score 10 goals. We're both happy at the end of the day. Bro, so that's what I was – like, actually, I was thinking about that just now. Uh, if you think about it, me and you are, like, very different in terms of a striker. You're more of a typical striker, and I'm more of a guy who can mm-hmm. play underneath. So, honestly, you know, if Anthony Hudson is watching this, you know, don't be afraid to put that in your system, you know. I, I think that would <laughs> Listen, if you're doing well, bro, you're at Porto, like, you're living the life, you're enjoying yourself, that's, that's what matters, bro. There's, in this world, there's no reason to hate anyone. I'm right. sick of everyone hating. It's such a toxic world. Bro, uh, that's what Danny was well telling me, themselves. actually. That's what Danny was telling me. I didn't mean to interrupt, but he said he kind of wanted to get out of England because sometimes it's tough because I know the, the media and stuff can be extra tough in England. There's a lot of hate always being spread. Yeah, like when you go on social media after games, like people are getting slaughtered. Like one boy at Southend, they let him go because he was getting – like absolutely slaughtered all over social media because he had one bad game and he was getting so bad that like 
his his dad had to step in and, and start talking to the fans. So it just shows you like how one week in football you can be the best thing ever, but the next week everyone hates you. So it's crazy. Yeah. I think it, I think it's important though to like to have that mentality where you don't necessarily listen to what other people say. You just focus on like what I guess your coaches say, your teammates say, and those close to you, you know. And then you just work on it yourself. So I think that's 100%. really important. Yeah, I and, think uh, we, uh, Judd, oh, go ahead, Ted. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, hey, Judd, you heard what he said, bro. You're asking me now, you know, in a, in a week you can be in the Premier League, so you got to keep grinding, eh? Well, I don't know about that, but that would be awesome if that. Happened. Hey, but we do. We, we we've been bringing up Jack Harrison, you know. I mean, that's one example, but. You know, he was you a never know. You never know. You got to get playing first. Yeah, Corona sucks, bro. No, I think we uh, we just wrap it up. We had, uh, Charlie, we had one other British guest on, and uh, he helped us with our lingo a little bit, but uh, I might need a little bit of refreshment. So if you could just help us, uh, give us a few terms to use on the pitch. Um, Judd's obviously about to get start back playing. He's going to need some lingo. Um, we're playing games, me and John, so we're going to need some lingo. Just help us with uh, some some lingo on the field, like, some uh, British lingo that maybe, you know, us Americans don't know. I don't think I'm allowed to say it. It's not very family friendly, some of the things that I said on the pitch here. But uh, do you know what twos means? Twos? Yeah. Is that like a double team? <laughs> no, farmer. It's not. It's literally a one-two. So if someone says twos, you better give them the ball back. Otherwise, you don't want to know what's coming next. So if you ever hear that from a British person, just give them the ball back. Keeps it simple. Okay. I like that. I like that's a that's a lot easier than one two. Just say twos. Boom. Uh, Any others? Chandler told us on your head. On your head. On your head. On your head. On your head, son. Yeah, it's, it's a term said when someone crosses the ball, but you try to volley it or something. It's just like get it on your head, son. All the all the coaches say it. you don't really notice it because everybody's. It's normal for people to say here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that, too. That's a nice one. I'm going to have to use that one. have to teach some of the boys that for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, were you on that trip to England with Nippers team? Nah, yeah, I was. Yeah, that was the best trip ever. I don't know. I just remembered that. A little romantic moment here with Judson and, and Charlie. Nah, I just got Judd off the farm. He didn't have to harvest, so he was happy to be away. But... <laughs> Is that where you took those kicks, Judd, or where, like you were like uh, at the Chelsea Stadium and you were like kicking the guy? Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, that wasn't that year. That wasn't that year. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. I've only been to England once. We didn't go Chelsea, bro. Yeah, we went to Stamford Bridge and toured it. No, we didn't. Oh, <laughs> I must have left early. I must have left yeah, early. Yeah, I think yeah. you left early because we went and toured that and Old Trafford. I was a good I went trip. to Old Trafford, but I didn't go Chelsea. Who do yeah. you support, Charlie? In the prem, West Ham, mate. West Ham. West Ham. I remember right. that. Not having a bad year this year. Nah, bro. We've been picking up results. We're doing all right. Tide yeah. City on the weekend. That that nice school. Yeah. And Tottenham as well. Three, three, no down, three, three. So is that, that your, nuts. I mean, what's your dream club? Like in an ideal world. Real Madrid. Really. Real Madrid. Well, you heard nah, it here first. I, exactly. When nah, Charlie gets to Real Madrid. I don't know. I just want to go and play at the highest level I can. I don't think I could. I don't think I could fit in with Spanish football. Like you know, it's very 
one two one two one two. There's no physical side to it. That's why so. I was surprised. Most English guys say like a Premier League team as their dream club, but yeah. I like I like Real Madrid. I want to play in like, I know myself, I'm going to play there. Like, I haven't got a question about that, but obviously there's a certain level that you can get to, which is a, an elite level, which is your Barcelona, your Real Madrid, your Bayern Munich, like the top elite level clubs that play at such a high level. That's the clubs that you want to kind of dream to get to because you can always fall down. You can't always go up sort of thing. So here's a, here's a decent question I just thought of. So now like, Typically, since you have since British British players had the best league in the world, like right there, you wouldn't see a lot of English players abroad. But now I think you see Sancho kind of setting a trail for more young English players to go abroad. You know, Bellingham left now, and um, you know you see players all over. So, do you think that it's made it easier now for for an English player maybe to to take that risk and go abroad? Yeah, I feel like for for us young boys playing um, in clubs. I think it's made clubs have to play young players because they don't know who they're going to lose out. I mean, I think City sold Sancho for £7 million or something and now he's a £120 million player. So I feel like clubs have started to play the youth more. I feel like you see it in the FA Cups. You see players get answers. So I feel like that, that's kind of done. But playing abroad, not the easiest thing in the world, being away from your family and, and stuff like that. So when people do it, you've got to take your hats off to them because I don't think I could. Uh, who would you want oh, to right, be right. on the podcast next? Who would I want on the podcast? Would you like us to have see? You done who, T- who would you like to see? Have you done T Diddley? We have. No, I've been saying we need him. We tried to get him on. We but, need uh, Tom. I don't know what happened. He almost came on. Okay. I want, t- I want T Diddley. I want T Diddley and. Let's think. Let's think. I don't think it's someone off the national team. Indiana Vaseline. I knew that was coming. All right. <laughs> That's very nice. Those, those are great two targets for us to get. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do, Charlie. Speak to him for you. Yeah, please. Yes, y'all got the y'all got the English connection. Thanks for watching another episode of Chump Chat, everyone. Thanks for coming on, Charlie. You had some great answers and offered some great insight to our viewers. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Merch coming soon, so stay tuned for that. And, yeah, find your success. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.